Welcome to 24 Karat Conversations with Phyllis and Rhonda, where two best friends decided to start a podcast on real women, real friendships, and real issues. Our mission Bible verse is Job 23.10. Yet he knows the way I have taken, and when he has tested me, I will emerge as pure gold. We want to encourage, inspire, and offer hope in a world where life can seem to be unrealistic. Be a support for you to cheer you on as a wife, mother, daughter, sister, and friend. Most of all, you get to relax and laugh with us about all things women. Plus, we like all things sparkly. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Hello, 24 Carat Tribe. How are you today? Hi, peeps. All right. So today we have a special guest, um, Crystal Starr, who is uh, a part of the Peace Officers uh, Wives Association and um, Wives of California, I should say. And we met Crystal through another person. It's so funny how we meet these guests through other people. And so Crystal was an interesting person that we thought would be timely to come on the show today and talk about um, the spouses of police officers yeah, and the nice. this organization that she has created that is uh, faith-based. And so, Crystal, welcome to the show. Welcome. And yes, thank you so much for having me. Yeah. And I just wanted to start off by asking you, um, Tell us what drew you to the heart of this organization. Um, it started back in 2017, and it was a personal calling. It was um, something that the Lord placed on my heart. You know, I've been a police wife for 14 years, married uh, to my husband for 20 years, and we've been together for 25 years. So I've known him um before he was an officer and have seen him uh just transform into the man god has called him to be through his career um now as an officer so i've had a really good um you know uh, understanding of him as you know a man and then now as an officer still a man you know but yeah just a little bit differently because of the job right <laughs> and, yeah. um, so so we have three kids, and um, he started his career in Southern California, and we moved up to Northern California, away from all our family and friends, and I find myself in Northern California with no support of uh, family, having to make new friends, and as a law enforcement family, you don't trust anybody. Yeah. All the chaos and madness and ugliness that happens, and it's like, you know... I'm here far away, 100 miles away, and I'm, you know, don't really have, like, a support group or a network of trustworthy friends at the moment. So this was in, fast forward, we moved up here in 2011, and then fast forward to 2017, um, you know, there's just a lot of chaos going on in regards to, you know, the ambush of police officers and, you know, line of duty deaths and high, you know, suicide rates within Mm -hmm. the law enforcement community. Mm. So I'm seeing all these struggles happen outside, you know, in my blue community. Mm. And I started to feel just um, alone. And, you know, as a wife, a mother, um, you know, and a police wife, there's a lot of fear and anxiety knowing that there's all this chaos happening with the law enforcement family. And, you think that could be me, you know, he could be the next one. Yeah. You know? um, so 
I started, you know, feeling like if I'm feeling this way, what are other women feeling like? Like, where are they going for support? Like, who are they talking to? Who are they trusting? Mm -hmm. Um, And um, so I just started to pray. And um, as that's happening in my physical life, my spiritual life was a little bit dry at that time. Mm -hmm. And I want to say that as I'm praying for my law enforcement community and family, I'm also praying for a personal revival spiritually. So it was kind of like I was kind of dealing with both. And um, I went to a woman's retreat and just felt the Lord speak to me, um, you know, through the book of John and the story about Lazarus, um, how uh, Jesus rose him from the dead. Right. And I kind of felt like, you know what, if God, you know, Jesus can raise Lazarus from the dead, then he can definitely revive me wow. and I'm alive like I yeah so and so I was like you know Lord like raise me up like use me transform mm. me like I want to be like on fire I mm-hmm. want to be like Lazarus woken up from the dead that I walk out and I can like be fully living and and so I kind of took that Bible verse and just started praying over transformation and just mm. really trying to be used for God's glory. And then, you know, you know, mirror back to my physical part of me, you know, I start having all these, you know, deep desires of women in our law enforcement community, like mm-hmm. just really trying to reach out to them. So put two and two together, that's how um, Peace Officer Wives came together. It was a calling out of obedience to build a supportive network community for women to gather in a positive and encouraged environment and um kind of blossoms from there um or originally started as faith white hero mm-hmm. um that's kind of what i felt god had god had called me to call it faith being my personal belief but also having faith um that you have every day on the job you know i can right. say goodbye and i have faith not knowing um but you know, believing that he will come home. Like, yeah. There's no guarantee. Yeah. Right. I have faith that God's going to bring him home. So that's where the name came from. And then wife being the spouse, the loved one um, in the middle, and then the hero being the first responder. So uh. I felt that God had given me that name. And so we go, you know, by faith, wife, hero. But formally, since we've become a nonprofit, um, we go by our formal name, Peace Officer Wise of California. That's awesome. So how do you connect with other women? I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, cause obviously, like you said, uh, and I have a lot of police officer right. friends and, and their wives are very, very protective mm-hmm. at what is shared, you know, who they hang out with, who their circle is. So, I'm, I mean, I'm sure it's easier for a police officer's wife to connect with a police officer's wife, mm-hmm. but how do they find you and how do they um, connect with you? So, um, thankfully, by social media, mm-hmm. and you're right, a lot of um, police families are very private. I mean, there. I mean, there's times, like, when my kids were younger, I would go... You know, they wouldn't even know that we were a police family because I never would say it. You know, right. we would just say that their dad, their dad worked for the city. You know, uh. and so um, he was a city employee. 
And, you know, the kids have been kind of, you know, familiar with that. We don't really vocalize, like, what we do. I mean, we do have our small network of friends, right, that know what we do. But, like, when I go to somebody's house and people are talking about careers, we just say city employee. Right. Um, So it's very even – I've met women and went through a whole softball and baseball season with them and didn't even know they were a law law enforcement family until, like – something slipped after a whole season or something. Uh, and it's like, oh my gosh, we totally could have been relating to each other yeah. and using each other as a supportive network, but we're so private that we don't even know the woman standing beside us is also part of the blue community. Yeah. I'm like, that's horrible. Yeah. You know? And so yeah. it's understandable though, because you want to be protective, you know? Yes. Yeah. And um, there's justifiable reasons why we are protective and we can go into that a little bit later but um how we reach the women and i say thankfully for social media is because we you know are on on instagram and facebook and we um try to reach out through police departments and so forth but usually when we do flyers or you know something like that it never gets home <laughs> so oh, it never gets home into the, to the to the white right know, right or the south at home yeah you know? uh so it's difficult to reach them through the officer so usually social media over the last year has been our biggest impact in reaching families um mm. and you know what we do as a as a nonprofit is we you know prior to covid we would hold uh networking sessions and conferences and right. trainings um for the spouses that you know, we were able to reach. That's awesome. Yeah. And I I can imagine that even with social media, it's kind of hard to connect because I know a lot of, I mean, my friends that are police officers, they're not on on social media for, I mean, a various amount of reasons, Mm -hmm. because it just depends on the department, you know, that your spouse is in. Um, But I'm sure, you know, I mean, I know that I mean, we're women, right? We, Mm -hmm. we crave, um, connection. Mm -hmm. And so it's got to be incredibly isolating to be a police officer's wife at times. Yeah. And, and that, uh, leads me to my next question is what is the biggest struggle that you see with the wives in this climate right now? Um, this climate is very unusual. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, it's always been, um, how can I say, kind of stressful, you know, but the lifestyle is stressful in a sense, um, in general. Um, but this time around, um, I mean, four years ago in 2017, we kind of went to something very similar, you know, I think it was Ferguson happening and all this other kind of stuff. Right. Um, but never this dramatic and this chaotic. Mm Um, so I think now it's just, um, a lot of women, um, or you know, not just women, because we have males that, you know, are spouses at home. Right. Mm-hmm. Spouses of officers are <laughs> not to discredit them, but, um, but a lot of them are um, feeling um, high and in, high intensity, like fears and anxieties, and yeah. their security and safety. Um, they're not. They're not feeling safe, not even in their own homes. And right. I think this is kind of like the first time that this is uh, really just impacting the entire family. Usually, you know, your home um, is pretty private, but Mm -hmm. because of social media and the access to information, uh, a lot of things are getting leaked through where um, you don't, you can't even be safe at home. So I think this is just heightened the stress of um, during this climate. Have you seen a spike in, um, you know, during this time, have you seen, 
a spike in people reaching out to you because of the way the climate is and because of everything that's going on. I mean, I'm sure, you know, with COVID, we've talked about this so many times, but it it's caused so much extra anxiety in a, on a normal day, you wouldn't have that problem, but you know, it's like you mix COVID in with it. And then, you know, the stress level goes through the roof for a normal family for, you know, but for, I'm sure a police officer's family with this, it's harder. So have you seen an increase in, um, need for women to be supported or, you know, officers, um, spouses to be supported? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, our Instagram and Facebook page has been getting followers daily. Um, Mm -hmm. I think everybody's trying to cling to something and um, something positive, but also supportive and safe. So we've had, um, you know, spouses reach out to us through private messenger or email or through our website, um, just looking for support. Um, Because, you know, I think you know, the attack is not just on the officer right now, but it's also on their family. And I think that's, yeah. you know, um, yeah, and, scary for a lot of families right now. Yeah. And I think you all feel it, you know, right? I mean, when, when you're spouse is stressed out and feels the pressure, you Mm -hmm. know, it trickles down to everyone else and, you know, it sets tone in the home. And so I'm, you know, and even your children, you know, as much as you feel like children and they are, they are resilient, but at the same time, they feel, they feel the the pressure also. So I can't, I can't even imagine. I mean, I just, my heart goes out to them. I think, you know, a lot of times, we forget that there's family connected to those officers. You know, we kind of put them in a box like, oh, well, they're, you know, they've signed up for this. This is their job. But, you know, we forget that there's people connected to them behind the scenes, you know. Yeah, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah, and I think that, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I think that, you know, I think every household pretty much is feeling it because, you know, as the stress and chaos is happening on the streets and, you know, your officer comes home and as much as they want to be composed and, you know, they've been ridiculed and, you know, talked at and throw stuff thrown at them. And, you know, mm-hmm. you have the COVID thing, they're getting spit on, spit on you know, yeah. they're throwing like all kinds of stuff at them, you know, and, and it's like, um, yeah. And so they try to come home and more than ever, I think right now, uh, the spouses at home really have to set the tone. I mean, talk about grace and mercy. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, you really have to amplify that at home right now because mm-hmm. nobody is acting in their right mind. As much as, as much as you want things to be peaceful at home, it, it is stressful because mm-hmm. now you have the kids that you want to protect as well, because, mm-hmm. you know, we have older kids that are on social media. So, you got to talk about the ugliness out there. There's yeah. no way of protecting them anymore. Right. You know, that brings the fear, the fear of their, you know, um, hero, you know, their mom and dad yeah. um, losing their life, you know? And so, um, yeah, so it's, it's, everything's really high. Emotions are really heightened right now, I guess, in, in the home life of law enforcement. Yeah. Yeah. And I always try and, you know, remember, like, I know, you know, there's, there's bad in every sector, right? Like, you know, you have, 
bad pastors, you have bad, uh, you know, bosses at work, you've got, you mean, you Mm -hmm. have, so, you know, you can't lump a whole entire, um, demographic of people Mm -hmm. into one group. And Mm -hmm. so I think that has been, for me, my hardest struggle is that the officers that I know are amazing officers, you know? And so it does break my heart when you see things and, you know, the way they, some of the good officers are being disrespected, you know? And so I'm sure that that's on a whole other level for you because I, you know, you're living with one. So, and I love that you say to be supportive at home because I don't think people understand, like you were just saying, you know, they're being spit at, they're Mm -hmm. being, you know, things thrown at them. Um, People don't understand the stress. Like when you go to a job, you don't have to worry about being physically attacked Mm -hmm. and then not really being able to do anything about it. Um, if you're like in the middle of a riot Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Um, and then you have to come home and be a normal person. I don't know, you know, a lot of people that have to go through that day in and day out. So I can't imagine the stress of a police officer. That's a good police officer that is trying to do the right thing and protect the public. And yet the public is attacking them and then they come home and, you know, yeah, they don't like, understand. Yeah, it's for dinner, like, Everything's great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so I know when my husband has a hard day and he comes home, yeah. it, he's a bear. Yeah. And so I can't imagine, you know, the stress that they're under. And so I'm I'm happy that you, um, not happy, but I'm like glad that you brought that up, that if you can, as a wife, you know, you have to be that comfort for them because um, they have had, you know, this high stress thing happened to them for probably a 12 hour shift or something like that. And that's a lot to handle. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, you know, just in my own personal life, I mean, when this all kind of just started, you know, the riot, a a lot of places have calmed down already. I mean, they're still happening in the United States, but, um, and you know, our area, I mean, the first, you know, couple of weeks that this is all happening, I mean, my husband worked you know, six days in a row, 10, 12 hour shifts. And, you know, I'm trying to function as a wife and mother friend, you know, at home Mm -hmm. with trying to be as normal as possible without letting the stress, fear and anxiety be in the back of my mind Mm -hmm. thinking, oh, I haven't heard from him in like six, 10 Mm -hmm. hours. Like, oh, what's going on out there? And you don't dare want to turn on the TV or get on. Right, right. And then you see all this stuff happening and it just makes your anxiety and fear worse. Yeah. you're still just isolated in a sense where you don't, mm. you want to be normal, but it's not normal. And yeah. so how do we display normalcy when what's happening is, is just not normal, not stressful in itself, right? You try to yeah. hold composure as the pillar of the home for your children and your husband. And um, it's sometimes it's impossible and you do have breakdowns, you know, but yeah. like, more than ever, more than ever, the homes need um, Christ in it. I mean, we really, mm. we really need a strong foundation. Just saying, you know, yeah. you know, one of my prayers is like, "Thy will be done," and that's one of the most difficult mm. prayers I've ever had to say, and I have to say it often. I right. really do yeah. have to trust that His will will be done, and His will is always perfect and good. So mm. it's like surrendering over and over and over your husband, your you know, your husband, your officer, yeah, um, to the Lord, and whatever that may look like. Yeah. Or pray Ephesians over them with the full armor of God, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, true. So, yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. So is that so are those some of the things that you you help with women that reach out to you? Do you have like um, like a list of suggestions? Do you have, you know, grounding exercises? I'm sure you have like probably Bible verses, things like that. What kind of things can people expect from when they contact you? Yeah, so we um, we have a great board of women that um, are very knowledgeable. They're also spouses of um, law enforcement. Um, and, yeah, we have, you know, prayer, you know, teams. If you need prayer, if you need um, just material and, and knowledge, like education-wise about the lifestyle and what happens to the body physically, mentally, we have, you know, materials for that. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have a... You know, it's called a, we uh, created a, well, we have a critical incident packet okay. um, for families, but we also have created an officer safety plan, and um, this is if your officer, and even the spouse, and even the children can suffer from this, um, and are having mental health issues or suicide, you know, um, ideations, like, we have a, a plan, a booklet that they can uh, fill up together, and all that important information is accessible to the loved ones at home. So if something, a mental health, you know, crisis happens, it's available and who they yeah. need to contact. So we've developed something like that because that is very real and right. um, it happens. So we have to acknowledge that and provide that resource to our, um, you know, followers. We've also developed a finance, uh, finance, excuse me, financial and personal diary. Nice. Which is basically a handbook of, Everything, you know, accounts, passwords, safe codes, uh, real estate, uh, all kinds of stuff. All kinds of stuff because uh, a line of duty death or an injury at work where your officer is incapable of making decisions or, or, you know, is not available at the moment. You may need some information that your officer has. Yeah. Yeah. So we've created a handbook to have that accessible um, in case of an emergency, not just a line of duty death, but, you know, could be a, you know, serious injury and they're in the hospital. So, um, so we have resources and we're developing a spousal um, critical incident handbook. Um, and yeah, so That's we're great. Just constantly moving and building and supporting because, you know, there's just a lot out there that Yeah. No, that sounds wonderful. And so, uh, what is the biggest joy in you doing this mission? I think the biggest joy for me is seeing um, the spouses make connections. Mm, I think that's great. Just so vital to the health of the woman. You know, I, I, you know, we women are community. You know, we we like to be in community. Yeah. um, when we hold events, um, well, when we used to hold events, one of the biggest joys was when I would hear, like, oh, my gosh, she feels like that, too. Or, Aww. oh, I, I thought I was yeah. the only one that, you know, had sleepless nights. Or, oh, I thought I was the only one that felt this way. And when you make a connection and your feelings are validated and you develop friendships, it's, you know, it's beautiful. So I'm like, this is this is what this is what we're here for as a nonprofit. So yeah. I think um, seeing relationships be built out of you know what we have to offer and um, marriages thriving. You know we've yeah. you know spoken or we speak to couples and spoken at events and um, 
people retain some knowledge that we give them about the lifestyle and it helps them pivot back, you know, into just keep going forward together. So, um, because the stress is high in the relationships, um, you know, we try to inspire, educate and have them interact as a couple so that we can have their marriages thrive. I think that's, I think Mm -hmm. that's amazing because I know that you know, marriage is hard anyway. <laughs> like, and then when you mix law enforcement with it, you know, I think that there, there are a lot of women that when they have to be private, right? So they're not really able to share with friends or whatever what's going on. And then too, like in your marriage, you know, go around announcing like when you have an issue, right? <laughs> so then it makes it doubly hard. So I think that that's a really important part of this is that mm-hmm. marriage support because you know, I'm sure the statistics are pretty high for divorce Mm -hmm. with police officers. Um, so I, I love that. I love your mission. Yeah. I mean, our motto for the organization is healthy policing starts at home. So we really Mm -hmm. focus on the home, meaning the family and loved ones. Yeah. Um, the officer is important, obviously, but what we believe is that if we create an environment, a refuge, a sanctuary, safe place, where the home is at, yeah. then retreat to that, decompress, um, you know, just be in his safe place, come back to his mm-hmm. normal self, right? Because mm-hmm. they have such a high command presence yeah. while they're out at work. Um, and so they get to come home, um, just rest and get back to normalcy, come out of that hypervigilance that they've maintained yeah. you know, 10, 12 hours a day. And then go back out the next day as a healthy mental, physical, and spiritual officer, which builds healthy community policing. Mm. Now, if you have an officer that is in an environment where it's chaotic at work 10, 12 hours a day, and then you come home to your safe place right. and it's chaotic as well, your relationships, you know, whatever that may look like, it's chaotic at home. Yeah. The body is physically that never gets to come down out right. of hypervigilance. Yeah. You yeah. run at a high hypervigilance twenty four hours and then you send a police officer back out into the street mm. after not really able to decompress. I mean that's dangerous. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you never that's want them to react um without that time to um you know decompress and get back to some sort of normal that's you know? good advice for any marriage yeah totally yeah <laughs> because if you're yeah. not the safe place that your husband can breathe when he comes home after being in a stressful environment you're right when they go back out there then they're making bad decisions because there is no decompression of that anxiety and yeah 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 i think having us yeah i mean i think for either either person whether you're police officer or not, you know, just being able to come home and find your home being a safe place to be able to express your emotions without judgment with, you know, free from whatever. That's, that's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that. I I really, I love your mission. Mm -hmm. So one last question for you, Crystal, what would you tell, this is like our standard, (laughs) our signature signature question. question. (laughs) What would you tell your 22 year old self? Oh, boy. <laughs> a lot of things. I know, right? A lot of things. Right? At 22, I mean, um, I was having fun at 22. Yeah. So, it, you know, <laughs> you know, um, I think I, you know, looking back, I was having fun, but it also was very difficult. I wasn't um, living, um, I was living 
not, I guess, how God probably intended me to live, you know, but right. it's, um, you know, so I, I take that into account, but maybe, um, I would tell myself, you know, just to love yourself unconditionally, one, mm. you know, I think at that age, you kind of, um, have different perspectives of yourself, you know, trying to live up to something, so maybe just love yourself unconditionally, um, and probably tell myself at that age that you were truly made for something more, mm. um, have faith in myself um to not give up in love and hope and um this is probably most important that um god is with you even when you can't hear him or see him in your life right now wow that's good i love that thank you so much thank you for being on today we so appreciate it i think this is just so great to give perspective you know of how how people live right mm-hmm. like i mean a lot of times we th- we have this we think mm-hmm. we know and i don't think we could even possibly wrap our heads around mm-hmm. it so you gave us some amazing insight thank you so much for joining us today and 24 carat try oh uh yes i'm sorry people like look at i'm all off track mm-hmm. today i need to know crystal how they connect with you yes yeah, so you can find us online we have uh active website it's www.faithwhitehero.com. Um, you can message us from there. You can see, pull up some of our resources. Um, you know, so you can find all our information on our website. You can find us on Instagram also, same same title, Faith Wife Hero. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, uh, same thing, Faith Wife Hero. And, um, you know, we're very interactive online because that's just kind of how we pivoted from COVID-19 so currently right now currently right now we're not you know we had desires to have a conference and do all this stuff but it's not happening it'll happen sometime yeah it will it'll happen soon yes and so right and you know another thing I just want to mention is that because we've had to pivot um in this season of our life um we are holding zoom sessions we have oh awesome Every Tuesday morning, um, you can, you know, message us on one of our, you know, social media sites to get mm-hmm. the link. So we try to gather women and women log on from all over the country right now. So it's amazing. Uh, connections are, and relationships are being, you know, flourishing from that. So we have coffee chats every Tuesday morning. And, um, yeah, and, you know, it, there's a self, you know, wanting to do a, a session with her own self group and needs some leadership or guidance on how to do that we're doing that now with zoom calls with other wide groups you know so have just really just trying to build the interaction online as much as possible well thank you so much yeah thank you you yeah i mean i appreciate that and and we will make sure that when um we post on social media that will include all of that information for you. So 24 Carat Tribe, thank you so much for joining us today. We can't wait to connect with you on our Facebook page, 24 Carat Conversations Podcast, and our Instagram, 24 Carat Conversations Podcast. And until next time, 24 Carat Tribe, sparkle on. Bye, peeps. Bye.